Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I'm David, and welcome back to the Theory to Action podcast and this special segment we call The Catholic Corner. Now, why is it called The Catholic Corner? Well, because this is a segment where we attempt to pull faith in the supernatural life from the corner of the room back to the center. And we do that to help all of us live a flourishing life, an integrated life, a life of virtue. We simply can't put religion and our faith in the corner and only check the box on Sunday and then forget about it until the following Sunday. It needs to be the center of our life. It needs to be layered and integrated with our life if we are going to sanctify our life on our way to becoming saints. So in today's Catholic Corner segment, I wanted to share I'm three quarters of the way through a very practical and very short little book titled Little Sins That Mean a Lot. Kicking Our Bad Habits Before They Kick Us by Elizabeth Scalia. Now, she's no relation to the former Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, who passed away back in 2016. And her book, Little Sins, mean a lot. Elizabeth helps us to discover that those little sins that ultimately all of us commit and perhaps some of us guilty here commit on an everyday basis. She helps us to identify those little sins that are constantly nagging to us that we really don't take a lot of uh, interest in because we think they're just little, but then in the back of our mind, we're thinking, are they, are we a death by a thousand cuts type of, situation where uh, these these little things could come back to haunt us. So um, in her book, when she opens it up, she identifies 13, quote, little sins. And then she goes on to jokingly say, 12 would have been more biblical, but I just could not help myself. <laughs> so you can see in her writing, uh, she's very clever. And she offers uh, a lot of self-deprecating humor, which is refreshing throughout this book, I found. Now, the structure of the book is this. After identifying the sin, she offers some practical experiences from our own common uh, culture and experiences where this sin usually surfaces. She then explores what scripture says about this little sin, then what the saints have said about it. And sometimes she'll include what the Catholic Catechism or what the Catechism of the Catholic Church has to say about it. And finally, she offers some practical ways and means to begin to break out of this or that bad habit. And then she'll offer a short little prayer asking for God and God's grace to see it through to a practical resolution. So again, I found this book quite refreshing. Because as you go through life and and try, of course, to eliminate those mortal sins in your life, those grave sins, those very big sins, 
It seems that as you progress along your journey, these smaller, littler sins, they become quite apparent to us. And to tackle these little ones takes, seems to be more effort and more skill and eventually perhaps more of God's grace. So now to take a step back and not make this a theology class, for Catholics, the church distinguishes based on biblical studies that there are two types of sin. And this comes to us from 1 John five sixteen and 17. And I'm quoting here. If anyone sees his brother committing what is not a deadly sin, he will ask, and God will give him life for those whose sins is not deadly. There is a sin which is deadly, and I do not say that one is to pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is a sin which is not deadly. Unquote. And let me read the Didache Bible Commentary, uh, which is a very good Bible from Ignatius Press. They offer great insight, especially with the combination of the scripture and the catechism. And the commentary from the Bible goes as this. The church distinguishes between mortal sin, which severs one's relationship with God, and venial sin, a lesser offense that damages but does not destroy that relationship. While both can be forgiven with proper contrition, mortal sin is far more serious and requires recourse to the sacrament of penance or confession. Intercessory prayer for forgiveness and conversion of sinners is a pious practice, and we can be sure that our prayers and sacrifices in that regard are always fruitful. And then it notes the catechism points of 1749 through 1761, 1854 through 1864, and 2827. So that's all very good teaching and a great explanation there. And so the key takeaway for this Catholic corner as we move along is that as Catholics, we should get to confession regularly and we should confess the mortal and it's a good practice to begin confessing the venial sins as well. Because if we want to stop the death by a thousand cuts, a good confessor can help us to do that. And plus, confession always helps us to have more humility and to have more self-awareness. And it helps us spiritually, especially if we have a good series of confessors who offer good spiritual advice. Now, I know that many of us do not have uh, access to great confessors uh, but if you can, in your neck of the world, if you can seek out good confessors and repeatedly go to them, it's um, it's always very fruitful. I know here in Columbus, Ohio, we have our great Dominican friars at St. Patrick's Church downtown who offer confession every week from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. and 30 minutes before every Sunday Mass. So that is all extremely very good stuff there. And they're all very good confessors. I can attest because I've been going for 20 years. And after all, most of us, all of us are sinners. So let's get back to the book, Little Sins That 
Little Sins Mean a Lot, Kicking Our Bad Habits Before They Kick Us by Elizabeth Scalia. And let's go to the title of this chapter is Treat Yourself When Small Indulgences Take Over. And I'm going to throw myself under the bus here because this uh, little venial sin is certainly in my wheelhouse. She goes on to describe how we all, quote, have little ways we, quote, treat ourselves. And then we rationalize in our mind, so we deserve this splurge. And certainly some of us, including me, we say something like this. You only live life once, after all. It's not a big thing. And why not? I mean, if it's not hurting anybody, why is this indulgence so bad? Haven't you said that to yourself? I know I have. When I was reading this paragraph, I was certainly raising my hand very proudly, calling myself to account. And I call this Forrest Gump theology, because I'm certainly guilty of it too. You remember when Forrest Gump said, Mama said, It was just a little white lie. It ain't never going to hurt anybody. (laughs) So these are all good examples, and we can certainly relate to them. But Scalia helps us unpack this thinking even more by offering us some great examples. Here's some of them. I'm stopping off for a drink with the girls before I head home because my manager is a jerk and I deserve it. Or, I know my smartphone is perfectly fine, but the new one is out and I want it. And I can give the old one to my kid if she'll accept it, or even better, my mother, who will never buy one for herself. And the final example. The scale shows I'm down four pounds, so I can have ice cream because I'm sad today. (sighs) Now, like I said, these are great examples because all of us can relate to them. But, and I'm going to throw myself under the bus here, I've always said to myself, hey, I've had a brutal day of work. My customers have been yelling at me all day, and I'm going to get a pizza, because I deserve it. And I need an hour of peace and quiet. (laughs) Yep, I have said that too many times to myself, that I can't even think how many times I've said it. Thousands, probably. And Scalia correctly identifies how this type of thinking can lead us down a path we really don't want to go down. Let's go back to the book. Quote, we can make excuses for ourselves ad nauseum. And when we do, we're not only affecting our world and our families, our jobs and our health. We are impacting our spirits, too, and not in positive ways. She goes on, diminished perspective broadens our self-permissiveness and excuses and rationalizations become easier and easier until before we know it, our spiritual lives are sabotaged through a comfortable, uh, through our comfortable excuses and rationalizations. After a while, we don't even see our sins as actual sins. They become things we joke about. How about this? Remember to keep the Lord's, keep holy the Lord's day. 
And you've heard this reaction. Come on, my job is demanding. The weekend is short, full of family obligations, and I'm sure I deserve to luxurate on a Sunday morning with coffee in the paper instead of heading off to church. God already knows I love him and he wants me to be happy, right? And how about this one? Thou shall not commit adultery. And I've heard, I'm sure we've heard this excuse. Hey, it's a bestseller. So what if it's a little soft, porny-ish? I mean, it's just a fantasy. It spices things up. What's wrong with that? As long as I'm a good person. So part of the attractiveness of Scalia's book is the remedies and the prayers Scalia offers to us to help us get back on the path. And here's a prayer for correcting our self-indulgences. And I like it. Lord, you have given us a world full of so many good things. And through the example of your saints, we know that all things in moderation exemplify your goodness. Help us to discern when we have begun to slide from our occasional self-indulgences into habits that can render us so vulnerable to our cravings and our desires for food, for disordered fantasy, for success, for acceptance, that we begin to move away from you and your gift of grace. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. So in today's Catholic Corner, as we continue on our Lenten journey, let us find a good confessor and let us begin that process of self-examining our motivations, our desires behind those pesky little habits and actions, those indulgences we take. And in doing so, we will end up with better and more fruitful confessions. And then we will certainly be on the road to a flourishing life. Happy Lent, my friends. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. 
Again, tmojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.